is the color. Welcome to the FPL Blues Podcast, hosted by Brian and Bucks. I'm your host, John Bucks, based in Brooklyn, and on the mic with me today, as always, is Brian Chin from the Best Coast out in San Francisco. How you doing, Brian? Yo, 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 it's your boy Chin Nation on the ones and twos, ready to drop the team reveal. I am stoked. We are a couple days away, Bucks, and it's time to give the people what they want, our teams. Exactly. On today's episode, we're going to dive deep into Brian's team reveal. And I know I've been exercising that tinkering muscle a bunch over the last couple hours. Uh, Getting ready for this pod, I've put together about 10 different teams in the last, let's say, two or three hours. And I've landed on my final (laughs) one. But I think, Brian, we're going to dive into your squad first. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with the big reveal, Brian's first 15 players to go into game week one. Can't wait. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the FPL Blues podcast. Now it's time for me to share my team with all the listeners. After a lot of tinkering and some sleepless nights, I'm still not quite there, but I'm settling into a 4-4-2 formation. And in between the sticks, we have Mr. Bachman and Foster, both of Watford. A little bit differential here going with Bachman over Sanchez. What are your thoughts, Bucks? Interesting. I like the confidence backing the Watford back line for uh, both Bachman and Foster. My concern is that they might not be very good. So you're, you're going pretty in deep with one <laughs> of the promoted squads. That being said, uh, I like that you've kept it cheap. We have been discussing that we want to make sure we always have a playing keeper. And so doubling up on you know both the one and the two for the same squad means you're never going to be forced to make a kind of knee-jerk keeper transfer, which we've discussed on previous pods is one of the things to for sure avoid going into this FPL season. So I like your setup. Never again, Bucks. Yeah. Never again. No more goalkeeper transfers unless it's a wild carding time. Exactly. So I, I like the confidence here backing one of the promoted teams. They are probably the strongest defensively of the three teams that are coming up to the Premier League. Yeah, they let in the least amount of goals between the promoted sides coming into the Premier League. And for me, I was really looking at Bachman's, you know, ability to make a lot of saves. And I think that's something that differentiates him from Sanchez at Brighton. Both are good options, especially looking at keeping those 4.5 million uh, pound slots on your team. And I think another great thing is that Foster is the backup at 4.0. On Brighton, if something were to happen to Sanchez, the backup's not steal any, any longer. It's a guy who just came into the squad and is also 4.5. So a little bit more uh, insurance there. And again, keeping it really cheap. And if Bachman and Watford look terrible in the first seven games, which they have a pretty good fixture run, I'm going to wildcard around the second international break, roughly around game week seven. So I'm not too concerned about it. Just going to roll him out. Hopefully he gets a lot of saves. And I think that's that's really what I'm going for. Some of those, you know, three and four pointers when they do have um, tough fixtures or have a, a match where they concede. I think he's a type of goalie and we've seen in the Euros, you know, he can stop some pens um, and he's just a pretty quality keeper all around. So it's a bit of a punt and uh, the only, you know, Watford players I have in the squad, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes to roll out the season. It's definitely a risk. I think uh, you mentioned Sanchez. He's definitely the template choice and we'll dive into it. I actually have him in my squad, but I think Bachman is a higher upside 
probably lower floor kind of player. Because as you mentioned, he's going to get a lot of saves. He probably has a higher chance of securing bonus points compared to Sanchez. But there's just so much unknown with Watford and how they'll adjust into the Premier League. So definitely a risk, but you're keeping it cheap. So on to where you're actually going to be spending your money, which is the outfield players. And that's right. Let's start with the defensive line. I've gone a little bit heavier in my defensive line with TAA, Shaw, John Stones, Veltman, and Simikas, the Greek who's coming in for Robertson for the first couple game weeks, or so we hope. So TAA, absolute no-brainer. He's going to be one of my captain choices in a lot of matches this season. I think he's really got it all, and he looked pretty promising in the preseason, delivering shots. And with Bravo's recent injury, I think it really pushes him up another level on all these extra set pieces. So I don't think we need to discuss too much more. If you're not starting the season with Trent, you might have a big hole uh, to fill early in the season. And especially at his price tag at 7.5, it's just a player that I want to start first and then not even worry about trying to figure out a way to bring him into my team. Next up, Luke Shaw. Huge ownership starting. And that's because so many FPL managers are fans of Manchester United. With that being said, he looks to have overcome his rib injury that was bothering during the Euros. He added an assist in the 4 nothing preseason victory against Everton. He's 5.5 million. He's a steal. I think, again, Bucks, we've discussed, he's probably a 6 million player if they improve on their clean sheet ability this season, which we think they will. And Manchester United has great fixtures to open. Not much more to discuss there. Yeah, I agree. Shaw looks the part. He's on a team that's really invested in their back line. So I'm expecting more points, if that's even possible, for the Man United defenders going into this season. And just to dive back onto TAA, Liverpool and Manchester United probably have the two best fixture runs to open the season. So you're going to see a lot of Trent and Shaw in a lot of FPL manager squads. Yeah, definitely a bit template, but love those two picks. And again, one of Bucks's and my philosophies is just getting players from good teams. And Shaw at 5.5 million is a great way into the Man U defense. They have Varane, who's going to improve over, um, you know, in that center back position next to Maguire. So we're expecting a little bit of an uptick on their defensive side. Now, another player that I have on my team early days is John Stones. He is at 5.5 million. I think it'd be a real steal. He ended up with the second most goals of any defender last season with four. And at that price tag is just piece of the Manchester City defense that we know is elite. It's really Chelsea and Man City that are the top two defenses in the whole league. So I think even if he gets rotated here and there with the likes of Laporte, uh, who is actually rumored to want out of the team. So if that does happen, he'll become further nailed. He's kind of in the prime of his career over the last you know season and a half. He's really turned it on. And I'm not seeing a lot, actually, on the, the Twitterverse and Reddit and the FPL community threads that... Um, like a lot of teams are not going with any Man City assets. So that's for me, you know, a, a top team that we can't overlook. And I'm going to I'm gonna back John Stones here early on. Yeah, I actually love this pick. I think that we saw in Euros that Stones can be an elite level every minute of every match defender when he played that way for England. And he excelled at it. And I think he's coming into his own in this Man City squad. Brian mentioned Laporte. Rumors are swirling. He wants out. 
There are a couple other Man City players who also are kind of disappointed and disillusioned with the regular rotation that Pep employs. But I think we saw in the Community Shield match, you know, you don't want to take too much from preseason, but we saw Ake, Nathan Ake's limitations on full display against Leicester. And I just don't think that there's any way that he's going to be really challenging Stones for that second center back role. So I like that it's different. I see a lot of Ruben Diaz being the Man City defender of choice, or even Cancelo, who is way off my radar, way off my radar. But oh, oh man, Bucks! But I'm the exact opposite. I am. I'm very much thinking about Cancelo, especially to start the season. So if I had another, I had had a couple tinkers where. Jao Cancelo was in my John Stone slot. And I'm just a little bit worried about, you know, him potentially getting benched and rested between Zinchenko. But he's played a lot of the preseason and he's contributed a few assists. And now is the time that if you're going to pick Cancelo, it would be to start the season. And the reason I say that is Kyle Walker played all the way through in the Euros. He's not playing much. And Zinchenko played in the Euros. And so I think Cancelo early days is actually going to get a lot of run and also with with no you know Sterling Foden Mares they actually need a little bit more creativity from him so he was somebody I I definitely considered in that slot and I might still tinker under my team yeah Cancelo just too expensive for the player that he is with the rotation risk I actually really think that John Stones is a great value at 5.5 and I think so far of your three players that you mentioned you know, probably you're getting three undervalued players when it comes to their FPL pricing. TAA, we know he's a legend. Shaw, 5.5, probably should be higher. Stones, probably same story. And Stones does put in the, you know, odd goal from set pieces. He is quite attacking-minded for a central defender. So I like that pick. Let's move on to spots four and five on your defense, Brian. And the next one is... Veltman from Brighton at 4.5. He's one of um, those stats darlings, and it gives me some kind of quote unquote coverage for the Brighton defense, especially with a lot of players going with Sanchez in goal. I'm hoping that Veltman will add all those clean sheets whenever Sanchez gets them and is kind of my first bench slot. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, he might come in and start a few games, and at 4.5 is just a good first pick for these opening fixtures again somebody who has some attacking threat it kind of depends on where and when Lamptey comes back into the squad but given his injury history they're not going to just put him straight into the squad and and let him run up and down for 90 minutes I think he's going to be eased back in and they you know Brighton view him as an asset so for the time being Beltman should have that kind of left wing back spot locked up for Brighton yeah there's some reports that they might be missing another defender And in that case, he might play as part of a back three, which is unappealing. He's a popular 4.5 option. Uh, I think he's on one of the better defenses. So it makes a lot of sense. And he's probably a lock to play all 38 of their matches. He has flexibility of playing center back, right back, and right wing back. So you love to see that. You love a player that can slot in in multiple places on your FPL squad and on your real life team. Yeah, especially if there's injuries across the board. So the other two players I just want to mention who I was kind of um, weighing up would be Mr. White, now of Arsenal at 4.5. I think he's a good pick. They have some kind of mixed bag of fixtures, so that put me off. But 
I think on my first wild card, he'll definitely be under consideration. And then if I could find 0.5 more, Sufal was another person that I toyed around with. So um, some good defenders out there, but I'm going to end on Veltman. And then my last defender is the Greek, Simikas, the new player that's filling in for Rabo. I just think it's an easy way at 4.0, potentially into the defense just for a couple games. I, I'm shocked, Bucks. I think both of us are that Rabo is reported to you know have avoided major ligament damage in that injury um, that he got in the f- recent friendly over the past weekend. And I mean, that that was one of the worst ankle roll-ups I've seen in a long time. And Klopp is reporting he's only going to be missing like three or four games. Um, kind of surprising there. So going to, for that early value pick, and he did pick up an assist um, in the last friendly for Liverpool. Yeah, Tsimikas, uh, Brian loves the Greek freaks. He's a big Milwaukee Bucks fan, so he's keeping the trend going uh, with Giannis's <laughs> That's right. success uh, banking and rolling that over to Tsimikas. Important to know, he was actually $5 million, uh, in FPL last season. He's not just a wow. player off the street. He was got for almost £12 million by Liverpool to be kind of a rotation player for the wingbacks on Liverpool. And he actually has three assists in the preseason for Poole. So with the favorable fixtures, I think he's going to be in a lot of FPL teams. You see his ownership is just skyrocketing over the last 24 hours. And just to echo what Brian said, that Rabo injury looked brutal. And to hear that it might only be a sprain or a strained ligament that he could be back within the month, even before the international break, that like blew my mind. I couldn't believe that. You see some of these basketball players get similar roles and they're out for the whole season. So let's go with that. We've got Brian's back line and defense. You want to just give it a quick recap and then let's move forward to the midfield slot. Yeah, sure thing. So starting Bachman and goal. Then I'm going to have TAA, John Stones, Luke Shaw, and then I'll be rotating between Veltman and Simikas for that kind of fourth defender in my 4-4-2 formation. And now the midfield extravaganza is back. I actually invested a little bit more money into my midfield than I was originally thinking. And I'll start it off with the likes of one, Mohamed Salah, Bruno Fernandez, Mares, Rafinha, and Brownhill. Those are my five across the mid. What immediately stands out to you, Bucks, of those five players? Sure. So the the one that I think is worth really talking about is Riyad Mares. He's a player that's in this tough to fit price bracket at nine point five million. And what's really interesting about your team so far is that you have two city players in the setup. Whereas I'm seeing a lot of FPL managers going actually the opposite direction and having zero city managers. Now, Brian and I are both pretty confident that city are going to be in contention to win the league, if not bigger and better things over and above that. So it's just interesting to see that you've been able to fit in Mares. I know there are detractors based on his community shield performance where he just looked god awful. He was possessed on going one versus 11 against Leicester and it showed at times but City have it's like me on the basketball court (laughs) sometimes you just gotta sometimes you just gotta take it to the hole and do it yourself and try and carry the team but yeah he he failed uh, a couple times in that match unfortunately versus um, you know his old squad yeah I can I can attest to being a little uh, tunnel vision sometimes on the basketball court as well but Some of the upside in that pick that I just want to highlight is that there are reports that Phil Foden is actually out with a 
lingering foot injury, he's going to miss at least a month, if not potentially longer. And KDB. Oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't see that it was that long. Yeah. He's going to be at least out until the first international break, if not longer. So I would say five to six game weeks. So that's a major stay away that changes a lot of how City are going to line up. And I think that means that Mares is more of a lock to see regular playing time in early season play. And building on top of that, KDB is still not ready and back fully fit. He had a, another little ankle injury that seems to potentially even keep him out of game week two, which I know people are circling. That's City versus Norwich. Norwich are going to be one of the whipping boys oh, yeah. of the league. And if KDB's out, you know Maris is going to be playing. And it also makes people a little more inclined to bet on Grealish because they think that if KDB's out, Grealish is for sure going to be playing. They splashed a million million pound on him, so he's got to see the field sometimes. So I like oh, you. You mean you mean a you mean a hundred million, a uh, hundred milli? Excuse me, <laughs> I, I misspoke there. Yeah, a hundred bands, a hundred milli for Jack Grealish. <laughs> Um, so that's really the thing that stands out. I think that's a little counter template. Um, you're seeing a lot of teams going more balanced in the midfield, but I like the way that you have your four players with Salah, Bruno, Mares, and Rafinha. I like that. That's a strong four. And, you know, Brownhill is, is reliable on the bench that he's going to get his two, maybe three points taking on game weekend, game week out. Yeah, and just to make a quick correction, Bucks said Maros is 9.5. He's actually 9.0. So at that price level, I'm also having my eyes on Jaden Sancho, who we're kind of waiting to see in the Manchester United side, but he is somebody that you know could definitely be in that slot in my midfield. And then the likes of Kai Havertz at 8.5, I could easily downgrade Maros to him once Chelsea's or Chelsea's fixtures turn, and then still have you know a, a very Lovely uh, affection for Sonny Boy. So he's at 10.0. So those are the players in that kind of slot that I'm interested in. But right now, Mars has got three goals, two assists in the preseason. And I think he's on a couple set pieces, those free kicks. And without those other City players in the squad, they're just going to rely on him uh, a bit more. So I'm expecting this kind of run of three or four games for him to start at least you know three out of those first four games. And that match versus Norwich is captainable material for me. And that'll be a really good early differential for me when people are on potentially uh, Salah versus Burnley or Bruno, I believe, has Southampton. So that's kind of the thought process there. I'll own both of those other players, but I'll be able to captain Mares. So my obsession with the uh, Algerian player continues. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting shout. I I would think that you know, Sun might actually be, if you could find the extra money, which I know at this point in the tinkering is hard to do, but with Kane potentially out, still rumors circling that he might be leaving Spurs, I think Sun would be the player that I would want in that spot. But it's just so hard to find that extra cash at this point in the preseason. Nuno has confirmed that apparently Kane is going to be available on the weekend, but we just haven't seen them play at all lately together. And there's just a lot that's shrouding Spurs in terms of these transfer moves. So right now I'm going to stick with Mares and elsewhere, Rafinha, he's on a lot of teams and rightfully so. He's a huge chance creator. We think that Leeds is going to continue what they did last season and he's going to service Bamford, Rodrigo and the rest of the squad. And I think his you know XGI last year, so his expected goal involvement kind of fell a little bit lower 
than it should have, you know, where it should have been. So I think he's going to be a player that if he plays all the matches this season and logs over 3000 minutes, he's going to be a, a big value at 6.5 million. So I'm, I'm pretty content starting those four. And now we're going to move to the forward line. And this is one where, again, I recently over the summer, I was like, I'm not going to play a 3-4-3. But with some of the recent transfer news uh, coming in and a few other players becoming not nailed, such as Nacho, and um, I've kind of switched out to uh, a 4-4-2. So up top, I have Danny Ings at 8.0 and then Mikel Antonio at 7.5. And both of these players... Oh man, they they make me nervous. They can they can bang. They can bring in those thirteen point hauls. But man, both of those are players are very injury prone, and I I'm already worried. My third striker will be bench fodder. So before it was gonna be Obafemi until my co-host alerted me that uh, he might be you know leaving the Premier League. So I just have a, a whoever you want at four point five. Probably my uh, my boy Kieran Davis. Uh, from Villa will will slide in there. He's currently knocked and red flagged, so I know nobody else is going to start him, so he won't actually drop down in price. But really relying on Ings and Antonio there, and I think once we get a little bit more data and see how these teams are playing, I could definitely switch to a three four three later on in the season. But these two guys, I think, have a lot of potential, and the fixtures are what do it for me for those two. Bucks. Lay it on me. What do you think here? You you hate that I have Davis. I can see that in your face right now. The love affair continues, Brian. You love Kieran Davis. It's some unhealthy obsession. I'm going to have to talk to your fiance about this off air. But uh, listen, it just limits flexibility. I think that for me, there's more value having a 4.5 player at the midfield or a 4.5 or 4.0 defender. But I am seeing a lot of 3-5-2 lineups. So I think that it would be worth exploring if you could actually nail down that setup if you're going to be confident in going with the two strikers. So that's my only tweak. Uh, words of wisdom, the 4.5 attacking players don't play. They're priced that way for a reason. So you're really betting on a miracle that Antonio and Ings are going to stay healthy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, otherwise, I think it's a really strong team. I like that you have a couple city players as differential. The Simikas pick, I think, is a wise one at 4.0. He's a no-brainer. And, you know, I just think that it, there's a good spread of funds throughout your team. So you're going to have a playing bench outside of Kieran Davis, but you're also going to have players that you're excited about that maybe other managers don't have in their squad. So in that way, I think it's a really solid squad. And, I, you know, we're excited for the season. I think we're we both probably have 40 or 50 players we want to fit into our 15. So, uh, you know, I think you've chosen your 15. Yeah, I really appreciate the uh, the vote of confidence, Bucks. Really set up where I have three Liverpool assets, two players from Man City, where I'm seeing a lot of teams out there have none, and then two from Manchester United. So that's the core of my team. And although I would like to have a playing striker, in that 4.5 slot, I've opted to go with Mares and see if he can, you know, bottle up some big returns early on. His biggest thing is when he gets minutes, he scores points. So I think he's going to be nailed on, and that's why I've gone for him as that kind of uh, midfield differential to start the season. So I'm looking forward to uh, this first game week coming up here, Bucks. And man, I, I know I'm still going to do some tinkering before the the Friday deadline, and I'm going to have to 
you know, put my fingers in mittens or something to keep them from playing around with the different kind of lineups I have. But uh-huh. right, this is this is the squad, and man, I can't wait uh, for for game week one here. Awesome, yeah. So we're gonna jump to the next episode, which is gonna preview my team, Bucks's starting eleven. And before that, just make sure to give us a follow on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at FPL Blues Podcast, and also join our free mini league. Codename is N-W-E-E, number one M, all lowercase, number one's in the middle there. And we're going to have some swag prizes and also some regular shout outs to the managers of that league as we get deeper into the season. Thanks, Brian. Great team. On to the next episode.